going on, everybody? It's your buddy. It's your pals, Mass Phoenix, the YWC reality check, and you don't see my pretty sexy face, so you know I'm not alone. We got to get back on that AEW groove. We got to get back in the tag team groove. So, Guapo, for the first time in 2021, what's going on, sir? Uh, crack a beer, take off the pants, and listen to this AEW podcast. <laughs> oh, yes, for the first time of 2021 senor guapo is back again on the Spaz phoenix channel to talk about none other than aew tag team wrestling i'm really glad my podcast isn't asmr <laughs> anyways <laughs> so we did the first half back in 2020 uh, like we did the first two-thirds of the women's highlight uh, with myself and Jake for NXT. I would do a women's highlight for AEW if they had a women's division, but they could say the same thing about NXT. They, they could say the same thing about NXT. NXT's got the Dusty Classic. We're fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, but yeah, basically we knocked out sort of the mid-card. There really is no undercard for the AEW tag division. So we did the mid-card last year. We're doing the uh, upper card this year. And seeing as you know what uh, what AEW is all about tag team wise, way more than me, you once again get to take the lead. And uh, who are we talking about first? Uh, how about we knock out some honorable mentions first? People who really didn't make the cut just yet. One of, one of these teams in the honorable mentions could easily be moved into this main event slot. However, uh. They can definitely improve this year, 2021, which I actually see them possibly even holding the titles this year. That, of course, I'm talking about the Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. See, Uno and Grayson, I don't picture so much as a tag team anymore because they haven't really been focused on as a tag team in a while, Evil Uno has been sort of the de facto Dark Order leader. I mean, when we did our year-end thing, we obviously spoke quite a bit about the passing of Brody Lee. Right. Uh, but it seems like in the meantime, at least in clips and whatever that I've seen, he's sort of like becoming de facto leader, de facto like talking head guy. Yeah. So when you talk about the tag teams coming from the Dark Order, I picture, uh, I'm going to forget their names again. Silver and Reynolds, yeah, Silver who who we talked about in the last pod, yeah, um, that's right. Because they've been tagging more recently. Um, it's funny though, to, for myself anyway, to talk about the new the Dark Order as the tag team that initially showed up, because I mean you knew who they were from before AEW, and a lot of other people did as well. But when they showed up on AEW, there was a lot of people that were like, "Okay, who the fuck are these guys? What right. the fuck's going on?" And I just not specifically that they've got a great stellar record recently, but that the fact that they took that reaction into the larger faction that we have today is more impressive than what I can say about just these two guys as a team. Right. So I don't I don't know. Do they do they remain the quote unquote tag team of the Dark Order, or do they sort of rescind that to to Silver and Reynolds, who seem to be currently the guys for tag team I, wrestling. I, at the moment, I do think they stay the the main main tag team. Uh, Silver and Reynolds definitely have been bu building up steam as of late. However, uh, Uno and Grayson started off the Dark Order together as the main tag team. I think they will end up being together the main tag team of uh, of Dark Order, where we could possibly see ten. Uh, 10 picking up the TNT title at some point or way later in the future picking up the uh, uh, AEW Heavyweight Championship at some point but that that's way 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 later down in the future because 10 even has to get some work in uh, but yeah uh, I was going to say I, he, I still, he, he works as a good it. heavy the, uh, the weird sort of Brody <clears throat> Jr. minus one mixed tag negative one, negative one sorry um when they made the team of like him and Cody and Orange Cassidy was a really was a really interesting thing to watch. Right. Uh, just as far as like how like normally when I say wrestlers are interchangeable, it's kind of a bad thing because if they're interchangeable, like what personality do they have? But with Dark Order, it's and I'm gonna try and say this in the nicest way possible. It's kind of like the putties from Power Rangers. They seem <laughs> like they can 
No, but they seem like they can uh, intermix and interweave yeah. and no particular team. Because we've seen um, Grayson team with other members of the Dark Order that aren't Evil Uno in right. the past. There's also the whole running story with... with um, fuck, why can't I do names tonight? It's tired in here. Uh, Hangman Page. Yes. So there's a lot of different things they could do. And I personally, I, I know there's a rumor of a trios title coming somewhere down the line. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if Hangman and Silver and Reynolds pick up trios title before necessarily uh, Uno and Grayson got the regular tag titles. But that's just me because they don't, as much as they are a, an important part of the show, they don't feel like they're in the title picture. Uh, I, I can I can agree with you there, but that's then again that's why they're also on the uh, honorable mentions. Also on honorable mentions, uh, they've never really been a tag team, even though they had tag team gold, Kenny and Hangman. Okay, I'm gonna let you go first with this one. I mean, they were a thrown together tag team together. They worked amazingly together. I like them together. However, they will never be a tag team together again. Their honorable mentions is simply because they have held tag team gold. And at the time of writing this list, uh, they were still in the middle of their uh, breakup. Or they just finished their breakup. Let's be real. real. We made these lists. Uh, and it's the same thing for myself and Jake and the NXT stuff. We made these lists of people that we wanted to talk about like at the beginning of December. So if 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 one of them manages to be a little out of date, that's okay. Here's <laughs> well, I have one more that's out of date, but we'll get to that one. Uh, is it the other one in the honorable mentions? Because I don't think that's as out, out, as out of date as you think it is. I have a thought on that. Here's we'll my problem. There. Here's my problem, right? I like Hangman. I like Hangman more than I like Kenny Omega. Okay. But okay. Okay. People misconstrue, and this goes for WWE as well as it goes for AEW, people misconstrue a really, really awesome story with a story with two people they really, really like. My my WWE example is obviously, like, Trash of Skanks and Bailey, and on AEW, it's Kenny the Beta and Hangman Page. Both stories... Okay masqueraded as good long-term storytelling just mm -hmm. because they dragged out for a long time. So while there was nothing wrong with these guys as a team, they were great. They had the, what was it? They it was considered by everybody, probably including me, the best tag team match that AEW put on all of last year was obviously Kenny and Hangman versus the Bucks. Yes. Uh, we thought it was going to be the Bucks and FTR. It wasn't. It was It was this one, right? Now, consider what I think of three of the four people in that match. That's high praise coming from me. Yeah. But this just went on and on and on and on. And I've, I've come to the conclusion that Hangman Page is, is Bailey in this situation. Because the other side of the equation is way overestimated in my opinion. I have to say this. I have to put this disclaimer in all the time. Kenny Omega is a great wrestler. The most recent match that he had with Phoenix on, on Dynamite is an awesome example of that. I'm still going to say, actually me and Ruffin were actually talking about this the other day, so shout out to yours and Ruffin's show if it ever comes back. But it's just, point. I, I see what other people, I, or sorry, I don't see what other people see, but I see that other people see something in Omega. That is, they puts him on this, like, fucking god-tier, like, savior of all wrestling level. And I'm just looking at him, I'm just like, he's a good wrestler. Okay. Cool. And Hangman is sort of like the guy that's, it's not Hangman's feud, it's Omega's feud that happens to be with Hangman, which is exactly what WWE did to Bailey. It wasn't Bailey's feud, it was Sasha Banks' feud that Bailey happened to be in. Which puts right. them in really bummer spots, but it also puts me as a fan as sort of a... Con I'm a little bit of a contrarian, I think it's fair to say, but it does put me in those people's favor. I, I think they're the ones being stepped on in the feud. I'm more apt to get behind them. Bailey as a heel is great. Hangman as the really, really conflicted, I'm gonna fuck some shit up, but it's still somehow magically 
like I've gotten people to feel bad for me and it's worked. And I'm not saying that sarcastically, it has worked. Um, making him perfect fodder to be temporarily recruited by the Dark Order, all that is great. But my god, it just dragged. Like, that's the only thing I can say against it. These guys are going to fight for the title at some point. And for AEW, it's going to be pretty great. That's going to headline a pay-per-view that's going to get a lot of buzz. There's going to be a lot of eyes. I'm sure the buy rate on it will be fantastic. And the main event will be fantastic. But it feels like we've dragged our feet through molasses in January to get there. (laughs) As a team, they were great. Uh, because they were telling a story between themselves and it kind of didn't matter who they were in the ring with because mm-hmm. the story was between them. And that part of the storytelling is fantastic. If I never, ever, ever in a million years see them in another tag team match, I'm not going to care. <laughs> I can agree. So next up on my list, the Natural Nightmares, QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes. I like them. Yes. I like them a lot. I- um, they had not been showcased as of late. However, I feel like both could possibly get a run with the titles at some point in the future. I think they will. I mean, it, it it's cut and paste to say at this point, but the fact that Dustin Rhodes is doing the things that he's doing at this point in his life and at this point in his career is fucking phenomenal. Absolutely. I'm um, look up see how old he is. Uh, QT Marshall, I hate to say it, but he's sort of got, like, unless there's something I'm missing on BTE or something like that that I don't watch, he's got sort of an anti-personality to me. Like, he's, um, not to make reference to what I just said a second ago. Dustin is 51. Yeah. I think, what did I say? Uh, we did some sort of video about, about Jericho, and it's like, Jericho is 50. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that just made me sad a little bit and made me feel a bit old because friggin' I remember like, you know, little like punchy cruiserweight in WCW top knot Jericho. Right. So Spaz is old in case anybody hasn't figured that out. But I don't, the only thing lacking in this, right, is because obviously we're all invested in the Dustin Rhodes character. I still don't know what the QT Marshall character is other than like he was distracted by the bunny for a while yeah basically that was it uh <laughs> but you mean like he's he's the plain guy uh yeah, he's, he's, with he's the with the popular guy. guy he's people are gonna hate me for saying this but whatever he's the matt hardy of the team we were yeah. we're uh, and that's not a dig at matt hardy before people come at me in the comments please comment though down below youtube tells me i don't get enough comments um, but Jeff would go out there and do all the flashy stuff, and Matt was more known for doing the ground stuff. And, I mean, they would switch out from time to time, um, but they they both had sort of their roles. It's like what the it's like the teams that have, like, a really big guy and a really fast guy. Um, but Matt came off, at least in the early goings of the Hardy Boys, it came off like Matt had a lot less personality because he wasn't as flashy. And I feel like... That's where QT Marshall is right now. He's sort of like nondescript, but he's the guy that's there when Dustin Rhodes needs to tag out for a bit because he's just on a, a Canadian destroyer at 51 years of age. Yes. I mean, I. It's a weird thing because you talk about them getting a, a title run or not getting a title run. They they will get a title run when the people holding the titles aren't a main event tag team. Like, they're not going to win those titles off the Bucks. They're not going to win those titles off the Lucha Brothers. They're not going to win those titles off of FTR. They're going to win them off of, like, I don't know, Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. (laughs) Right. Um, So you have to find somebody that brings those, like, because right now the tag titles in AEW, and this is the highest compliment I can give it, the tag titles are main event titles in AEW. So you need to put those titles into the mid card before I, before I'm sort of on board with Dustin and, and QT getting a shot at them. But that doesn't mean I don't want it to happen. Uh, my, my, my comparison was, uh, over in NXT, uh, Finn Balor was out. Obviously he got his jaw all fucked up in round one, uh, with Kyle O'Reilly we didn't have a, a champion for a while, so all the other titles got to, you know, share a bit of the spotlight. Predominantly, the women's t- championship took center stage for a bit. 
Um, but those titles can slip back down when they need to. And if you do that with the tag titles here, I think that's where you get Dustin Rhodes and, uh, and QT Marshall getting a shot. But then somebody who's like clearly, clearly, you know, whatever, better, stronger, faster, whatever the case may be, comes in and smokes them eventually. Right. Actually, you know what? Perfect. I know we're not going to talk about them because the impact thing hadn't happened yet when we made this list. They get the titles. They get to celebrate for one night. They get an immediate beatdown from the Good Brothers and lose those titles <laughs> to the Good Brothers. Oh, yes, the Good Brothers. Oh, because the Bullet Club's getting back together. <laughs> Sorry, look, I'm done. Look, look. The, cl- the club is getting back together. You just got to saddle up the ride because it's going to be a good time. Yeah, Ke- yeah, Kenny Omega's a TNA star now. Well, somebody got to pin the fucking TNA uh, champion. That's true. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, oh, oh tr- right. trust, trust me, I'm not going to be crying for Rich Swan. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody is. But, shit. Up next, the last, <laughs> my last pick of honorable mentions, which uh, I guess can be interchangeable now, Los Sex Gods, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, or I guess now it's going to be Chris Jericho and... Uh, What's his face? Fuck. Uh, MJF, because Chris is a uh, tag team slut. I saw somebody online saying that now, now that uh, Sammy is going to be teaming with uh, Jake Hager, who used to be yeah. Jack Swagger, the sex go- gods are now going to be the swag gods. The swag gods. Oh, gosh. Why do I like that? It's a horrible idea from horrible creative. I, I like the fact that there's, like, legitimately three different tag team combinations in that group competing to be the tag team in that group, and even still Wardlow's on the outside. Like, what the fuck, guys? I'm honestly surprised uh, Jericho didn't say, no, Sammy can't be you, uh, because Jake is going to be tagging with uh, Wardlow. Actually, you know what, Which, though? That would be a fucking monster tag team. Actually, weirdly enough, and this is not a dig at Jake Hager... I'm kind of more interested to see how Sammy Guevara and Wardlow as a team would be. Yeah, that'd be interesting too. I, don't know. I mean, both both guys can fucking move, so. Yeah, that's uh, uh, okay. This is going to be going out on Friday, so the the uh, I was going to say Impact, the uh, Dynamite will have already passed, but they're right. doing that inner circle that triple threat match. match. Yeah. <laughs> Last minute, Wardlow gets named as the referee or something. Oh God. I don't know, man, like, Jericho, like, okay, I'm, I'm already going to be proven wrong by the time this goes out. Jericho and, and MJF have to win that to continue yeah. that story, right? Yeah, absolutely. Which is kind of sad, because the legit tag team in there is Santana and Ortiz, who had their big street fight with the best friends, but then have sort of fallen off the cliff since then. Like, they're the background of this Y2J MJF thing. I want to say one of them, I want to say Santana. Uh, Ortiz, the one that's like a little more crazy. I guess uh, I don't yeah. know. I can never tell him apart. Uh, I think Ortiz. I want to say he's been nursing some sort of injury lately. Okay, fair enough. Well, then in that in that case, it's cool that they found a way for him to still be on the show even if he can't be active. That's one thing. Okay, for people out there that say I don't give AEW any credit. I mean, WWE does it too, but AEW has really stepped up in their regards as well. They are really good at finding ways to keep people on the show. Yeah. Even if they can't wrestle. The Britt Baker thing is the best example of that. With Tony. With Tony Schiavone. Oh, I don't need to see Tony Schiavone without a shirt on. I'm oh, just God. I'm just putting it out there. I'm 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 gonna be rushing for a second. I'm just putting it out there. God. Alright, next up, uh so that's the end of the honorable mentions. So into the main event. These are the tag teams that I see fit. Now this is in uh my own opinion. And you're just li- listening to this. Uh, first up, Butcher and the Blade. Athletically impressive. Yep. I feel like they don't exist in their own spot. I feel like they came in the same way that the Dark Order came in, as sort of, what the fuck, who are these guys? But I don't think they've elevated themselves the way Dark Order has. 
Um, they can go in there, they can get it done in the ring. They're like, I hate to, say, I hate to say it because it sounds backhanded, but like they're really good hands in the ring. Uh, yeah. Butcher is a fucking terrifying looking dude. But the only time they have any real person to me, I'm saying to me, uh, the only time they have any real personality, it just depends on who their lead, who their leader is at the time. So they were MJF's hired goons for a little bit, and then. Did am I wrong or did they do something with FTR for a little bit as well? Oh, they were facing FTR for a little bit, but oh, okay. they they weren't with FT. No, they weren't with FTR. They've always been with uh Kingston. Kingston, yeah, Eddie. So they have that hired goons uh, image to shake, but they got the bunny. That's true. I shagged the bunny. It's fine. But, like, QT Marshall's already been there. Yeah. So I, I feel like there's a loose Cody connection, which makes her slightly less fuckable. Um, but but does it? Uh, no. I just, <laughs> I, just wanted, I just wanted to take my shot at Cody there. Uh, I just want to go on another Cody rant now, because that guy can okay. still fuck off. No, um, no, no, I don't no, know. No Cody rants today. I do... Oh. I do... I do want good things for these guys because I don't think they're lacking anything in the ring, but I they have the hired the APA or not APA uh, AOP yeah. is who they remind me of, like where they got yeah, all their personality well, from, who the their manager was. They're not hurting anybody in the ring. Fair enough, fair enough. But no, like they had personality because uh, Paul Ellering was their manager, and then they had a different kind of personality because Drake Maverick was their manager and then they were backing up Seth Rollins as he was getting into the ramp of his heel run and but they were just hired big guys like they were the bad version of a diesel and I think these guys even though they're much better in the ring than those examples that I'm bringing up uh as far as persona goes they still don't have one except like they're a bit weird and they've got weird names, and one of them comes out in a gimp mask that's never really been explained. Um, I want them. It's it's the typical answer for me. Like I want them to give me more. Right. I don't. I don't hate them. I don't want them gone. I don't think that. Oh my god, they're terrible and they're a waste of my time. But they are very much the team that you put in the ring when you want the fans to focus on the other side of the ring. And that's and that's an okay role, but I'm sure they want more, and I hope I hope they get it. Yeah, uh, I I can I can definitely see it. How about uh, yourself? Yes. Um, next up. <laughs> Sorry, I zoned out for a second there. Um, it's tired in here. It's allowed. It is. All right. Next up on my list, uh, best friends Trent question mark and Chucky T. And and Orange Cassidy, I, I would include Orange Cassidy. In yeah, this. we can include Orange Cassidy. Now I mean, he's not a part of the main tag team, but uh, yes. Uh, at but you the okay? Moment, but do you do you know why we need to include Orange Cassidy? Because whatever. Because you got to give the people what they want. Well, yeah, absolutely. You even though the, even the best though, friends hug. Even though right now one of them's injured, one of them's a butler, and uh, and and the other one's Orange Cassidy. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Can I mention quickly one team that I'm glad we didn't put on the list? Sure. Miro and Kip Sabian. Yeah, because I mean they haven't made any impact of being a tag team together. So. Yeah. Well, the implications are all there. Like, there's a connection there. I like Kip Sabian as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penelope Ford, I don't mind either. She decorates my TV screen quite nicely. M- Miro can fuck the fuck off. <laughs> Miro's like Bulgarian, really B- Bulgarian Cody over here. Like, goddamn. Okay, I will say there's something I used to say sarcastically. I used to say it sarcastically that AEW was pulling an impact, and just you know whoever WWE dropped, they'll bring them in. They can talk some shit and whatever. AEW never really did it directly. They took a lot of subpar shots at WWE because that's what they do. But they didn't do the overtly impact thing of bring in a guy that used to be in WWE, give him a live mic, let him talk shit about WWE for five minutes. 
And then they literally did that with Miro. And I'm like, okay, this, this is just, that's, that's why you signed him. Uh, okay, cool. Because what's he done? He's gone around in, like, designer pajamas and, like, hit people with video game equipment. Yes. I'm sorry, that is not better than getting your own tank entrance and facing John Cena at WrestleMania. <laughs> Look, nothing's going to beat facing John Cena at WrestleMania getting a tank entrance. It's true. That's a very, very, and I mean, very high bar to beat. And I mean, on at, at this point, like, his wife is at the chiropractor every day. <laughs> oh, well, you know, when she keeps getting powerbombed into uh, fucking uh, tables all the time. Yeah. Doesn't help anything. <laughs> and then replaced by Charlotte Flair at the last minute. <laughs> Look, we, we already established WWE Creative is shit, so... Okay, but seriously, if you're putting together a women's match, be honest. If you want a good match, are you putting Lana in there or are you putting Charlotte Flair in there? Oh, God, no. Of course you're not going to put Lana in there. However, when you're facing against a woman that literally destroys people's uh, careers and puts them on shelves for months on end and a legitimate fighter, obviously, I mean, I would have just thrown her in because at that point, who cares? Oh, what do Nia Jax and Seth Rollins have in common? Uh, I don't know. Go for it. They both put Becky Lynch out of action for months. <sighs> All right, guys. That's it. Good night. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, guys. No, um, out. no, the Lana thing was just so funny because everybody was like, oh, my God, why are they even bothering to let her wrestle? And then Miro went to AEW and they did let Lana wrestle. She was getting put through the table. Like, oh my God, we need to protect Lana. You're only doing this because Miro's in AEW. And I'm like, you hated her like five seconds ago. Like, fuck off and at least try to not be transparent. <laughs> All right, well. Anyway, so best friends, I could definitely see them being a part of the uh, main title picture at some point. Once, once uh, Trent becomes healthy again, I feel like both of them could give a very strong tag title run now do you think do you think in the meantime i don't do you think in the meantime that trent and uh, orange cassidy make a make a makeshift team until the other until uh, what's his face comes back no trent's trent's what you call it uh chuck ut's the uh one that's still alive oh he's the one that's being a butler he's the butler and because because aew's got the good stories that end in orange juice. Um... I mean, it could end in, uh, you know, some, uh, was it, some itch powder or whatever. Uh, the Oosie Hot. The Oosie Hot was good. Don't even worry about it. Okay, look where Jey Uso is right now. Look where Roman Reigns is right now. It's good. It's come, come, come to the good side, and you can sit at the head of the table. Um... I, I thought I, def- my list. Uh, I definitely thought you were going to say it could end with somebody's eyeball coming out, and it basically being a mar- could, basically being a mar- somebody, marble covered uh, in ketchup. Throw Ray Mysterio off the side of a building to a certain death. And Aleister Black. And Aleister Black, who's rotting away in WWE creative. Well, tell his wife not to be a troublemaker. <laughs> if that doesn't get me. A whole bunch of shit. Actually, Cesaro had a really fucking awesome match just this past week on SmackDown. Yes, he did. However... Because I've gotten so bored in lockdown, I actually started reviewing SmackDown again. God, why? Because SmackDown's actually good. Lord. Well, it's getting better. Raw just... Hey, we almost almost had... While we're recording during Raw. Well, yeah, well, nothing wants to be Raw. Even, Even AEW isn't as bad as Raw. Uh, I mean, AEW's starting to beat Raw's ratings, so, you know. Okay. Anyway. That's like saying I stepped on an ant successfully. Uh, but no, SmackDown almost gave us Roman Reigns versus Adam Pearce. How can you shit on that? Up next on my list, we have <laughs> the biggest defects from the WWE and probably the best, one of the best tag teams, FTR. Your thoughts? You can't say shit because you know they're good. Oh, no, they're great. I just... 
I'm trying to think of something else that will make for an interesting podcast other than they're a fucking great team. Yeah, <laughs> like a fucking great team. Um, I'm back and forth. Honest, I know I know that it lends to their style, their them being a throwback tag team, throwing back to the old days and whatever. I'm constantly fifty fifty on whether the Tully Blanchard managerial thing. I, I like the Tully Blanchard man, managerial stuff with them. However, it. it at certain points, it I feel like it's uh, leaned on a little too hard. Yeah, it feels like it's a Tully story now. Correct. See, my, and, and see, my problem the, isn't that, right? Storytelling, it's not bad. My problem isn't that. My problem goes back to, like, if you go back a ways, and I'm not in any way trying to pretend that I'm, a, like, a big wrestling historian or anything like that, but, like, the initial reason that you gave somebody a manager is either you had one really, like, consistent story going on, or because they didn't have any character or, in the, or they couldn't work a mic. And the Revival, when they were in WWE, even though they were given crap material, they proved that they could have some character and they that they are good on the mic. And I don't... Because they've got the manager there, I don't think we're seeing... We're seeing more of the wrestling and less of the character, which I don't necessarily think is a good trade-off. But that's literally the only negative I can say right now, is that there are certain things I know they can do that I'm not seeing. Um, AEW, I mean, in addition to... Like they're they've got better tag team wrestling right now. It's fine. Dusty Rhodes Classic is going on right now. I'm kind of excited about that. Um, With a lot of uh, throwing together tag teams. <clears throat> that's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't don't worry just, about it. You know, just throwing it out there. Gar- Gargano in theory should win the whole thing so that the internet can get mad. Um, where was I going with that? Okay. So the one thing AEW is really good at is tag team wrestling. We know this. I will acknowledge this. The other thing that they've done. And I think you and I have talked about this before, is they've brought back the the role of managers in a really, really solid way. Like, the most recent one is, like, the whole whatever the hell is going on between uh, Sting and Darby Allin, right? Right. But the problem is, adding a manager to an act makes an act unique, right? Correct. But the more managers you put on a show, the less unique it becomes. So I'm a little, I'm, I'm hesitant on it, even though they're good at it. I'm hesitant at, like, you've got a manager and you've got a manager and this faction's got a manager and da-da-da-da, especially when I look at a team like FTR, who I've already seen somewhere else without a manager, who don't need it, who can handle the mic, can handle the, the personality side of things. And, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Tully Blanchard could be helping somebody else that still needs that. Right. Like, if, um, what's a good example I can think of? If Jake Hager wasn't part of... If he wasn't part of the inner circle, and he was just a big powerhouse guy in there on his own, can you like Tully Blanchard managing somebody like Jake Hager, who's like a significant like collegiate athlete type prospect, would be really good because Hager, unless it's in a in a comedy way, I don't think Hager is particularly strong on the mic. No, Hager is not very on the mic at all. Uh, in, in comedy situations, he is like the promo that they did last week, when it's like, "What's my uh, what's my New Year's resolution? Championships, baby!" But like, I won't take them necessarily seriously. So when I already think there's too many managers, and then I see an act that I don't even think necessarily needs one, and that's to their credit. It's literally the only thing I can criticize because it's fifty-fifty. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes I think it falls off the edge a little bit. Yeah, I can agree with that. <clears throat> Right, champions again? Up. Champions Second. again relatively soon? Yeah, I think so. I would love to see them get in, and I don't want to say take a step down, because there's two teams that are not on this list because they just joined recently. Acclaimed and yeah. Top Flight. I think we... Didn't we talk about them uh, the last video? Uh, did we? I want to say we talked about them. I'll put them in the honorable mentions last time. As uh, they were new tag teams. I don't think we did. Uh, unless you change your note from the one you gave me, which is sitting right in no, front of it, me. So it was like a, it was an insert ad. Okay. No, but what what I'm going to say is just because Maybe. FTR is so technically sound, and you got those two teams that are both pretty high flyer, pretty like character driven yeah. thing, they could both benefit 
as almost like a punching up scenario. Like they think they're such hot shit, they're going to punch up at a team like FTR. I think they could do no end of good to a couple of newer teams like that before they get themselves back up into the title picture. But that's just me being selfish on behalf of other teams. Right. I can agree with you. Both uh, Top Flight and uh, yeah. The Acclaimed. If you can be main eventers and help other people become main eventers, that's like the ultimate resume thing. Yes. So, next up, second to last, we have the Lucha Brothers. Lucha Brothers are just fun, man. God, they're amazing. They're Look, so much they're, fun, they're, I'm not going to lie. Their brand of flippy-dippy shit is just fun to watch, no matter what. It's flippy shit that doesn't... Like, when I think about what they do, and it is, and it is flippy shit, but I don't think about it as flippy shit. I think of it as, like, really, really intricate violence. Oh, absolutely. I do have a funny story. Uh, for those of you that listen to What Culture will know this story, but apparently um, Lucha Brothers used to be in WCPW, which was basically yes. What Culture Pro Wrestling. Uh, I've listened to a lot of podcasts with Adam Cleary on there. He was apparently doing talent relations at one point, and all the wrestlers at, the, at some particular time or another had like another like younger wrestler like helping carry their bags and, and whatnot, right? So apparently they had Rey Mysterio on a show. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to butcher this story, so apologies. But apparently it was a matter of like you had to have like your pass at all times if you were a talent going into the building so that they didn't have to check you all the time whatever. So when Rey Mysterio checked in to be part of the show and somebody else came in behind him, Adam Cleary from What Culture had to chase down Rey Mysterio and be like, "Hey, hey, you know, your your little mate over there needs one too." And his his little mate was Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just like, I hear these stories and it's just like, there's every now and then there's a, a thing where like, I wish I lived somewhere else in the world. Like when I hear the guys on what culture talk about like WCPW when it was a thing, like I would, I would have loved that. Um, when I look at old, uh, old destiny, uh, footage of before I started going here in Mississauga, they had a triple threat for their championship mm -hmm. and it was, oh, who was it? It was PJ Black versus Rey Mysterio versus Ricochet. Right. And I'm just like, why didn't I just start going a little earlier? I, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, just for example. So, my local promotion's called Wildcat. Uh, Wildcat Wrestling. Yeah, basically. It's uh, ran by uh, Luke Hawk, who's a... Uh, him and his son PJ Hawk are in uh, NWA right now. And one of their main people that was really big and hadn't been on the show in like within the last year, mostly because he's been in NWA and other places, Ricky Starks. Nice. I never got to see him live at Wildcat. However, my other a couple of my friends that had been to a lot of the Wildcat shows before I started going to them always told me, dude, if Ricky Starks comes, he's awesome, he's this, this, and this. I'm like, alright, cool. I started watching his shit online. I'm like, oh, cool, I can't wait uh, until he comes to a show. Two weeks later, he he's starts on I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> that's brutal. Well, <laughs> I will say, that's why I do like going to Destiny, because they happen to have good working relationships with WWE and NXT and AEW. He's and a local uh, New Orleans boy, too, so it's, yeah. not, it's good to support the local guys. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like, my first big example of that was freaking Shotzi Blackheart, obviously. Yeah. But, like, uh, there's a, there's one guy who fights, who, uh, what's it called, who wrestles for Wildcat right now. His name's, uh, Jay Spade. Uh, the rumor was he was getting signed to NXT, which was awesome for him. However, I think the pandemic kind of put a hold on that. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, however, because of that, I don't think... I don't think his contract is being upheld, uh, so he's still able to work in New Orleans. However, uh, I don't know if if he's still going to be going to NXT, which sucks for him because he's like, like he's good. He he is good enough to be be up there with Balor and all them. Like he's a really good talent, and he's good on mic. 
So yeah. definitely somebody to look out for. I'll, I'll have to send you a couple clips. But last up, last but not least, it's probably very obvious if you made it this far into the video. Nick and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks, your AEW Tag Team Champions right now. The Spot Monkeys, the Bucks of Youth. Yes. Bunch of fucking jobbers. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have all the problems that I have ever had with the Bucks and their fans, and they haven't changed a bit. Well, but, I mean, but, but, none of them have anything to do with whether these guys are good or not, because obviously they're good. Obviously, they've taken the, um, and again, um, if you know me, you know this is high praise coming from me. They basically took the Hardy vibe and turned it up to 11. Yeah, um, some of the stuff, and I know this makes me that nitpicky, like, fucking Sidgwick-sounding asshole. Some of the, her stuff makes no sense. Like, it just doesn't. Like, the, uh, what's it called? Um, the Meltzer driver is just a pile driver with somebody else jumping sort of beside you. Hey, hey. It hey, is. The it is. driver's amazing. It is. Uh, a lot of their matches are the opposite of the whole pro wrestling this ain't ballet because it definitely is but what they do they do very well and whether i agree with them or not or whether i think they all need to be euthanized they do have a cult following yeah i mean they have a cult following uh, their following simple, needs their it's, shots it's, but it's just as simple as look at their work rate the, every single match that they really have been in is a very good high caliber match uh just just for example because it it translates amazingly so you you know this being a wrestling fan watching yes, I, I, I am live, a wrestling fan watching something live versus watching it recorded or just on TV in general mm. You get different vibes. You get different stuff from it. Oh fuck! If I was sitting, if I was sitting front row live at a show right now, watching them have a match, I'd be having a blast. Absolutely. So, just saying that. So my first, my first encounter with watching the Bucks live was at ROH uh, Supercard in New Orleans. Uh, fuck, what was that? Whatever Mania Thirty Four was that weekend. So uh, three years ago. Three years ago, it was the Bucks and Flip uh, Flip Gordon in a triples uh, in a triples match against SCU. Okay, that match was fucking amazing. Apparently, start to finish. Apparently, Flip Gordon's somebody I need to look into as well. Yes, Flip Gordon's somebody you need to look into. I'm honestly surprised he. I, I guess because his contract with ROH is uh, still there, but uh, he is definitely a very, very, very good person. Uh, the day he shows up at AEW, I will mark out like a motherfucker. Uh, anyway, that was the first match I ever seen them live. Obviously, I've watched them on TV multiple times. My the very next match I see them live, obviously was AEW Fighter Fest. With was that the ladder match? The no 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 at ROH was the ladder match against the uh against SEU. Uh. No, when was the when did they have the ladder match in AEW with Lucha Brothers for the AAA titles? I want to say that was uh, all out. Okay. Possibly, yeah. I want to say it was all out. Okay. But the the match with them, it was Fighter Fest first fight. It was the very first Fighter Fest. Me and my buddy uh, drove to uh, Daytona to watch it. It was amazing. And it was the Bucks and Kenny versus Lucha Bros and... Shoot, who was that? Was it Pac? No. No, no, no. It wasn't Pac. It was another Mexican wrestler. Shoot, what the hell's his name? He's oh, actually... the Bandito guy. Was it? No, no, no. It wasn't Bandito. It was uh, the other guy. Shit. 
that? Why can I think of that now? Not, not the one that's with Luther now. No, 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 no. Different guy. AW. That's going to bother me now. Because I think that's the show that you and I did the podcast on that was like watching it on TV versus watching it live. Correct. I don't remember who their partner was. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. I, I, I'm, I'm on it now. All right. Let's see. Elite. This is great Lucha for audio, Brothers by the way. Laredo Kid. Right. Yes. Amazing match. From start to finish, that match was hard-hitting, just fun, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, honestly, the ROH match made me a real Young Bucks fan. Like I was already a fan of their fun, fan of their them. However, watching them live made me a hundred percent a fan. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Because okay. this is this is, where, this is where my knowledge is going to fall off. Okay. The right. WrestleMania where the heart where the Hardy Boys returned. Did was, did they uh, face the Young Bucks the, the night before? Yes, for the ROH titles. Okay. All right, because I'm, I'm I'm not gonna lie that that I would have liked to see. That was 2018. All you all, all you need to do there is then like bring in no. the ro- bring in the Rockers, and then you could have like a three generation thing. I don't think the Rockers could survive an entire match with the Bucks, the Bucks and Hardys. Oh come on! All you have to do is get bald Shawn Michaels. Out of the PC and pull Marty Janetti off his daughter, unfortunately. <laughs> Throw them back in the ring. <laughs> and. Uh, wrestling is a strange. Wrestling Just is a... wondering, do you follow, do you, uh, follow Marty Janetti's uh, Facebook? No, but I've seen some of the things that he said occasionally. Uh, they're, they're, they're troublesome. It's, it's, it's creepy. They're, they're troublesome. Uh, I think the last one I read was literally, like, the paragraph that's like, it's not wrong to say that I'd bang her if she wasn't my daughter. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> like, like a, like a lot. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Just, 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 his, just his Facebook bio. If, it, if at first you don't succeed, skydiving is not for you. You heard me? Oh, God. That's such a bad old joke. That's such a bad old joke. There's just so much wrong with this, see, man. See, you want me to tell you a Guapo? I can tell you a joke right now that's just as bad as that. Oh, God, I'm scared. How do you get a nun pregnant? No, just no. You fucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, well, this has been a fun. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I, got, I got an honorable mention of my own to throw in here. All right, come on, throw it at me. And... I'm putting it in here at the end because they're not technically a tag team yet, but it's a tag team that I want to happen, and it's specifically the tag team that I want to take the titles off of the Young Bucks, if they ever become a tag team, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Yeah. That'd be great. That would be murder. Great tag team. <laughs> That'd be murder. That would be murder. Also, if you guys out there are not listening to the Renee Paquette podcast, listen to the Renee Paquette podcast where she interviewed um, Eddie Kingston. It's a lot of fun. It's basically him telling her that John Moxley is lucky to have her and stuff. Well, of course, John Moxley's lucky that Moxley's so lucky to uh, have what you all landed, Renee. Hey, we make them good up here in Canada, all right? I mean, you have some have to have some sort of a good export. Obviously, it's not going to be Tim Hortons or Justin Bieber, or bagged milk or ketchup chips. Exactly. Whoa, even, whoa, 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 whoa. Even whoa, even though certain whoa. ketchup chips are a, del- a a wonderful delicacy, just like Cer- certain Americans. I'm not going to say one of my co-hosts co-hosts hasn't offered to literally send me money to send him ketchup chips. I mean. Yeah, probably he will, but... But, I mean, we also gave you Trish Jadis. This is true. And Gail Kim. But but we gave you... We gave you Trish Jadis' boobs. Oh, what's the old joke? I can't bang her because parts of her aren't 16 yet. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, Lord. Uh, I think yeah, we've, so... we've, we've officially reached the end of decency. 
Guapo, yeah. why don't you tell them where to find you, buddy? You can find me on Twitter at Guapo underscore 504 or on Facebook with the what, – what the fuck's my show called? Shit. Uh, the Wednesday Night Wrestling Show. I can't remember what the hell it is. We haven't done it in a while. Uh, our buddy Ruffin actually has uh, had a little surgery he had done. Uh, all prayers to him that he gets all better. Last I talked to him, he is uh, in, uh, recovering and home and doing well. So – Besides that, you can find me on there. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a show going at some point this year, probably next month. <laughs> uh, might as well say now, seeing as we were talking about it uh, a while ago, if we can work out the timing properly, yes. I'm, I'm going to try and get you and me and Jake on here yes. to predict the Royal Rumble. Uh, that's basically going to be me trying to figure out between the two of you what time works, because I don't have a life. What? What what day is the Royal Rumble again? Isn't it the twenty or thirty first? Yeah, really thirty first. All right, cool. Uh, probably next week then, right? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, no, it'll, right, it'll cool. just be a matter of Jay, figuring out. You're listening to this. Listen to my voice. Next week, you, me, Royal Rumble. I don't know what that was. I don't know either. That's weird. Anyways, after a long and awkward pause there, you guys know where to find me or you wouldn't be here. I've been Spaz. He's been Guapo. We have been your AEW this time. Reality check. Subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I will talk to each and every last one of you later. But for right now, me, Jake DeMarco. Hey, you're not Jake DeMarco. You're Guapo. Fuck me. Excuse me, sir. I've been on this channel way longer than Jake DeMarco. I deserve a better outro than that. Like the past three or four podcasts I've done with anybody, I've fucked up the ending. Why? Why do I try? We're tagging out. Bye, guys. Adios, Mr.